Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A cup of coffee with my with my mom. <laughs> Hello, Mother. Hi there, Mike. Hi, Chuck. Hello. I'm sorry I'm late, but I had an encounter moments ago in my yard. It's so annoying, these coyotes, Mom. Oh, I thought that maybe a fan jumped the fence and <laughs> wanted his picture taken with you. This coyote is a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Why has it got to be a him? Why can't it be a her jumping my fence? Oh, I don't know. I just picture men jumping fences in a, <laughs> in a single bound. But um, women could do it, too. Oh, yeah. No, there's some very spry women out there. I can think of a few off the top of my head. If they knew where my fence was, they might try and leap over it. But no, there are no homo sapiens entering the yard, but the coyotes are out of control. We had a meeting up here last night, like a big town meeting. Like hundreds of people showed up to talk about what's going on with the coyotes on the Tiburon Peninsula. Oh, and, my um, goodness. You would have loved it. It was like a scene out of some sort of movie from the, I don't know why it reminded me of a, like a Gregory Peck courtroom thing or something. It was just, people are angry and scared and really freaked out because nobody's doing anything about them. You have any suggestions? Did they meet in your yard? No, no. <laughs> no. Yes, the entire town leapt over my fence for an ad hoc coyote intervention. <laughs> no, down at the city hall, a couple of hundred wow. people showed up, and then a couple hundred more zoomed in. And we just sat there listening. I mean, if folks don't know, I've written about it on Facebook over the last couple of years, but the coyotes have just come down from the hills, and the skunks are gone. The raccoons are gone. Most of the squirrel population is gone. At least 10 cats that I know of are missing, oh, most yeah. of whom have been found, but not in their original comportment, oh. like a bloody tail and a stack of entrails. Sorry to be graphic, but it's awful. People Gosh. are just shattered. They're little dogs. Dogs are being scooped up and run off with. People are freaked out. I know one came after Freddie one time, you said. I kicked one. I literally kicked one. A glancing blow, like two weeks ago, I was walking him at dusk, and this thing shot out from the bushes. Just shot right out, not four feet from us, and I had him on a pretty short lead. And you know, Freddie, he's like, rah, 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 rah. He goes after the thing, and the thing goes after him, and I pull the dog back, and I, I kick at the creature, and I pick up the dog. I'm like, what am I, what the heck is going on here? It was amazing. Like these experts were invited and they lectured us for an hour about hazing techniques and about all these. It was like listening to a lecture on fire prevention as your house is burning down. It's crazy. 
What was the bottom line? Did you have any solutions suggested at all? Well, yeah. I mean, I can call four or five guys in who I know that have the seal issued 38 <laughs> caliber with a suppressor on it. And we could just walk through the neighborhood with a bag of sausages over the course of a weekend and, and probably take them all out. But the conversation about shooting a coyote, like I brought it up at the meeting and people are just, they just clutch their pearls. They're horrified. They're so paralyzed, they don't know what to do. Dogs and cats and all the other local wildlife are being decimated. And they just can't live with the idea of, you know, doing something really proactive to make the neighborhood safe again. It's totally dysfunctional. It is. Do those people with these suggestions live in the neighborhood? Do they actually deal with this problem? No. It's like fish and wildlife and fish and game people. Like a lot of people I really respect and admire who make their living in other parts of the states in wildlife management. But this is a different sort of situation. We're overrun. I wasn't physically at the meeting. I was zooming into it. But I'm sitting there in my kitchen listening to this craziness unfold. And I looked at my ring camera and there's a coyote sitting by the front door. It's like to the point where I should name them. <laughs> they come into the yard and they just take up a position and they wait for Freddie to come out. The poor dog, I mean, he's hunted. He is on the menu from the buzzards and the hawks above to the coyotes mm. on the ground. I mean, and then it's broad daylight right now and they're in the yard. They're breaking all the rules. They're not fighting fair. Poor Freddie. Could they climb over a real high fence? Can they, like... I saw one jump and clear a six-foot fence. Oh, my um, goodness. I've seen him get on top of eight-foot fences and from there leap on top of roofs and things. They're unstoppable. I mean, they're wild animals. They can go anywhere. There is one good solution. Move back to Maryland. <laughs> really? All we got there are crabs, on. Huh? We got crabs. We got squirrels and... And we have foxes, and we might have some coyotes, but not in our neighborhood. <laughs> no, I would guess not. But if they show up, let me know, and um, <laughs> I'll invite you to the next meeting. Maybe you can persuade them. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry I'm late. It's great to see you. It's been quite a month. Anything new to report? Oh, yeah. I had cataract surgery last week, and so... If you think I'm winking at you, I'm not really, but I can only really see clearly out of one eye at a time. So I take turns. I mean, I close my right eye if I'm looking at something up close. I close my left eye if I want to see the monitor. And a friend the other night has one of those tiny little screwdrivers, so he took the lens out of my right eye. So if I'm walking and looking in a distance, Wait, this is what? pretty good. You took well, the lens out of your right eye? Well, my right glasses, the right lens. Good God, Mom, you've got to be specific. Look, you can't. Well, well, my doctor, my surgeon took the right lens out of my eye and yeah. replaced it with a non-cataract lens, a clear lens. Yes, that all does, tracks. Does this look kind of strange? It looks weird now that you point it out to see your glasses are missing a lens. Yeah, but there's no reflection on that one. So. I right. Know. But it's alarming to hear your mother say, I have a friend with a screwdriver who replaced the lens in my eye. <laughs> Took the lens out of my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Took my eye, Paulie. 
<laughs> well, it's effective uh, for distance when I'm out walking. But when I'm here at my computer, I just sort of close one eye and leave the other eye open. I'm having the other eye done in March, March 7th. So after then, I'll have two eyes that are working in sync, hopefully. Is it a big, significant difference at this point? Oh, my goodness, yes. The eye that was just operated on, oh, there's so much more light coming through that eye. Everything is brighter. The walls are brighter. I have a, an entirely new wardrobe, colors I haven't seen in years. <laughs> and it's funny, if I close my right eye, they are drab and grayish, but my right eye, they really are nice. How interesting. And the wrinkles in my face have... Nobody told me that cataract surgery would make the wrinkles in your face increase and look <laughs> horrible. I can't even look in the mirror these days. And when I get my second eye done, oh, it's going to be terrible, I know. Even dad looks older. <laughs> I have a question about that. What is it like for them to operate on? Aren't you like fully conscious when this happens? No, they put an IV in when you get there and they give you some happy juice like Valium. And really, you couldn't care less. They can have their way with your eyeball. They can take it completely out. And you're not really aware of what they're doing. And I think there's some cutting that takes place. Mm. But anyway, I have every confidence in my doctor. And um, Did he say, why did you wait so long? No, but she said, you know, Oops. most people have this done when they're much younger. Whoops. You don't want to hear a doctor say whoops. <laughs> no, I know. I just assumed that it was a male doctor and I was completely wrong. Oh. Of course. That's what I mean. Whoops. I'll be hearing yeah, about completely. that. Completely. Sure. And uh, I have a lot of confidence in her. Well, you might be interested in this when we were. <laughs> Way to sell it. Just before my surgery, she came out of the surgical suite. I mean, out of the operating room. And I was in the surgical suite and there may be six beds in there with people lying in there waiting for their turn because there are several doctors who use this. And she said, oh, Mrs. Rowe, I know about your books, but you didn't tell me you had a famous son. And then all the nurses, everybody started talking about, oh, where does Mike live? Oh, he's so cool. Oh, I love his message, blah, 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 blah. And I want to say, hey, forget it. You're here to toot my eye. Let's concentrate <laughs> on the task at hand. Well, I'll let you know if I see your, uh, your celebrated surgeon leaping over my fence in the coming <laughs> days or weeks. That ain't going to happen. No. <laughs> Well, you should talk to Mary. She, I told her about your surgery because she's thinking about getting the same thing. And she said her doctor also said the same thing, which was, this is life-changing. It's going to completely just dramatically improve your life. And it's a shame that so many people wait until they're in their 80s to get it done. Because things start to go wrong, you know, in your 50s and 60s. Why not fix it earlier if you can? Exactly. But I think I don't know if you can do it more than once or not. I think they like to wait until they are at a certain point in their development and they don't want to do them too soon. So mine were ready. When I could no longer read the top line of letters on the chart, then we knew they were ready. <laughs> I could not, 
I knew there were letters there, but I could not see those letters out of my right eye. Do you ever guess, like when you're doing that? <laughs> the last time I had an eye exam, I found myself going, ah, oh, you know, I want to get this right. And so I was really working hard, and I guessed at a few. And the doctor was like, are you guessing? And I said, yeah, actually, it looked like a C or an E. I couldn't be sure. And he's like, look, this is the part where you level with me. Exactly. It's not about your grade. It's about can you read? So, yes, and it was, Mike, it was transformative. I came out of the office because there are drops, and then you have to wait for a while, and they come back, and they do another test. I went out and I sat next to dad in the waiting room and there was a monitor across the room. And out of my right eye, because they had just taken the patch off from my surgery 24 hours earlier, opened my right eye and I could read every word on that monitor. There was a scroll. It was so exciting. And so I closed my good eye and looked with my bad eye and I couldn't read a word. So my other eye's ready to be done. So look out when they're both done. You know, it's so funny. I this the, It's so transformative and game-changing, and it's impossible not for me not to think about my nose. Like, the mm. day after they did it, before all the swelling came in and made me crazy for two weeks, but the day after, like, as they were wheeling me out of that hospital, I couldn't describe the sensation of actual oxygen going into it was cool and like refreshing in ways that you don't think about air being it's just like a cool breeze on a warm day i just had never experienced air going through my nose and into my lungs before and so yeah i mean we're just getting to that age chuck if we can find something to do to our bodies to improve them i mean you're still contemplating the pellet in your ass right oh yeah i'm doing it i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna (laughs) ask about that No, this is interesting. If he does it, this is going to be a great episode. Tell her what you're thinking. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, there's a thing. It's called BioT, I believe. And uh, it basically measures your testosterone and uh, adjusts it. As we age, we lose our testosterone and... They create these pellets that they put under your skin in the fatty part of your butt, and they slowly dissolve over three to six months. And um, it helps with energy. It helps with libido. It helps with brain fog, which is why I'm interested in it. Yeah, and people feel younger. I don't really want to talk about libido with my mom, Chuck. I mean, the brain fog is fine. Well, that's all right. I'm a mature adult. (laughs) It's like progesterone with women. When you reach a certain age, your body no longer produces it, and so you get it artificially. Whatever it takes, Chuck. You don't need to tell me anymore, but I hope it works, whatever it is. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll let you know. Apparently, the testosterone is also important for women and has an impact on women. In fact, I think, I mean, wasn't that the story? Didn't this originate with, um, you know? Yeah, well, my sister's been on it for like a year now and she swears by it and so does uh, the woman that put the pellet in her 
because she's been yeah. doing it even longer. Well, if it works, fine. Use it. Do it. Well, I'm going to look into it because yeah, this is you a, do that. I mean, it's great content for one thing. If it improves your life, Chuck, I mean, obviously that's awesome. But if you fly back east for the sole purpose of getting a pellet put in your ass, we're going to talk about it right here at, at great length. <laughs> at right. great length. I can assure you. Well, great. We'll do that then. But I want to hear about the wedding. Didn't you guys go to a oh, great wedding? That's right. In the last podcast, Mike, we talked about the wedding, remember? I remember it, was... it vividly. I'm just going to say this out loud because I don't want to forget. We also talked about that napkin holder and the stuff Dad's making in Woodshop. So don't oh, let right. me forget because I only want to talk to you for another 15 minutes because we're trying to keep this thing down to a half hour. But Oh, then you yeah. might want to cut that part out about Chuck's pellet in his ass. Yeah. <laughs> I would kidding? recommend that. Are you kidding? That's the title. That's going to be the title of this thing. Coffee with mom and a pellet in Chuck's ass. Oh, whoopee. Film at 11. <laughs> yeah, the wedding was great, Chuck. We all descended into South Florida. It was fun. I mean, it was weird, like it always is with family, but it was fun. It was, and it was great being with the family, with all of our children and grandchildren, it was exciting, oh, but there was one thing that went wrong, and oh, your father lost oh, his right. teeth in the restaurant. <laughs> oh. Well, oh, my God, I forgot. Right where you need him the most. It was hard to get over that. Well, he had already used them. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's good. And it was at the rehearsal dinner the night before the wedding, uh-huh. and so... <laughs> Oh, God, I can remember it like it was this morning. We went back to Scott's house where there was a large gathering of family, and it was party time. And we were sitting around having something to eat and drink, and and your father came to me. Oh, Lord, he looked like death warmed over. He was white as a sheet. He said, something's happened. I did something awful. Oh, my God. I said, Oh, John, whatever it is, it'll be all right, hon. We'll get past it. We'll deal with it. What happened? He said, I've lost my teeth. I've <laughs> lost my dentures. I think I might have left him in a napkin at the restaurant. I said, and how did that happen? <laughs> so he said, well, I had the steak, and it was good, but it collected under my plate. So I held my napkin up, and pulled my plate out to dislodge the, and he said, I forgot to put it back in. I folded oh. up the napkin, put it back on the table. Well, so he didn't really lose his teeth. He took them out and, <laughs> and just decided. Misplaced I mean, them. He misplaced, he misplaced them. them, yes, as one does oh, mid-meal. It happens all the time. Well, the next day was the wedding, and you know a wedding is all about pictures. Lots of pictures, lots of smiles. Photographs. Well, I mean, he would have had to smile with his mouth completely closed because his upper plate has three teeth on it and one or two are visible in the front. Oh, dear. Oh, anyway, he was just sick, so I called the restaurant right away. And and the woman I spoke to said, oh, you know, they've probably been thrown out. I hate to tell you this, but... Give me your name and telephone number, and we will look for them after the restaurant closes. But probably they've gone out with the garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, and how much does this thing cost, by the way? What's the probably plate Probably thousands of dollars to replace mm. it. 
Oh, I would God. think. Terrible. It's hard to say, though, Chuck, which would really chap him worse, you know, not being able to smile at his granddaughter's wedding or, you know, a couple thousand bucks. Or paying the money. Oh, I, <laughs> yes. got, I got a pretty good idea which one's going to chap him more. <laughs> well, there would be no incentive to smile anyway if he didn't, <laughs> if he had lost his teeth. So the next morning I got up and there was no call. So I called the restaurant and the young lady who answered the phone said, I have good news. We found oh. them on the floor last night as mm -hmm. we were cleaning. And I said, oh, thank God. I said, oh, you're a messenger sent from heaven. I said, my husband will be there soon. Well, it was a half hour drive. So Phil, your brother Phil, drove yeah, I him. Know who he is. <laughs> In case you didn't know who Phil was. Well, but there might be some people, the dozen oh, or so yes. people who listen to this podcast. You know what? Fair point. <laughs> so he drove dad back to the restaurant and it was so mm -hmm. funny dad called me on his cell phone as he is wont to do <laughs> many times whenever we're separated <laughs> and he said oh hon what was the girl's name i'm supposed to look for and i said oh i think i don't remember allison he said oh okay and then this woman came he said allison she said yes and she said here it is Oh, I wonder if I still have that. It was a little brown. Oh, here it is. Look, it was a little, a little manila envelope that says dentures with dentures. a smiley face. She was very happy. and But dad was very reserved. He said, well, wait a minute. Let me open this and make sure these are mine. <laughs> I mean, like Wouldn't dozens of people leave their dentures on the floor in a restaurant at any it's given It's Florida. Time. It's Florida. There's probably a shoebox full of missing teeth somewhere <laughs> in a safe. Well, like when I lost my purse and my wallet at Walmart, I went to the loss and found. And there were a dozen canes back there. And I'm thinking, what kind of a person forgets their cane when they're out? If you need a cane. The kind know. of person that doesn't really need one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So dad came home and all was well. And um, it was time for the wedding. He's, he didn't run them through the dishwasher, but he cleaned them very well. We didn't have a dishwasher at the motel where, a hotel where we were staying. So, But he did wash them and... <laughs> So that ended happily, but I'll tell you, those teeth have been the source of more material for me. One night, last week, or the week before, Dad went in, had to go to the bathroom. But before he went to the bathroom, he has to take his hearing aids out and his teeth out. Not to go to the bathroom, but he What's was like, yeah. what? I, I'm not sure I understand his anatomy anymore. <laughs> he was going to shower while he was in there. Okay. So, Wait a minute, he's going to the bathroom in the oh, shower? Oh, there's a shower in the bathroom. So anyway, okay. all of a sudden, I hear him laughing from the bedroom. And I said, what's funny? He said, oh, I just tried to plug my teeth into my hearing aid charger. <laughs> <laughs> he had taken out his teeth and put them in the hearing aid charger. But they didn't fit, of course. So then he took his hearing aids out and put them. But honestly, that those teeth have been the subject of really good material through the years. Wow. Well, do you remember? Uh, this is a few months back, probably six months ago. But I somebody left their retainer on the water fountain on the bike path. 
where I walk. I read about that on your Facebook page. And now they have their own Instagram account. <laughs> they have an Instagram. So I found an expensive looking retainer that somebody had taken out of their mouth and left on top of a water fountain. I don't know why, but they did it. And I know those things cost money. So I took a picture of it. And I wrote something kind of funny about it from the point of view of the retainer, because why not? Creative Writing 101. That post kind of blew up, but the next day they were still there. And the day after that, they were still there. So I just started writing from the point of view of a retainer who is stuck on a water fountain watching the world go by. And then on the fourth day, somebody picked it up and left me a note in, in an envelope, you know, because at this point... Two million people are engaged in a conversation on Facebook about this missing retainer somewhere on the Tiburon Peninsula. And that person assumed the identity of something called Tibby's Teeth. I don't know what that means, but they have an Instagram page now with over 20,000 followers. And the retainer is dispensing advice <laughs> to people with questions about their life. So the person who lost the retainer never did get it back? No, no. The retainer was abandoned, and somebody who was reading this crazy conversation on Facebook took it upon themselves to drive over into this basic area and start walking on the bike path until they found the water fountain with the retainer on it. And then they left me an envelope. You can't make it up. I'm actually not sure who's living a weirder life, you or me. <laughs> it's you, hon. My life is very staid. Look. Yeah. I still have it. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so so Chuck, I want to get this right. And the like the order of things, we're going to auction off <laughs> the napkin holder. Giant napkin holder, right? A giant napkin holder that my father made in Woodshop over there. <laughs> right, that. <laughs> I feel like I'm on QVC. I that's you just are. what I was thinking. Yeah, you, <laughs> you look are. like you're has he signed it, Mom? Not yet, but he's going to. Okay, so we're talking about a signed napkin holder made by John Rowe, mm -hmm. one of a kind, in the wood shop over there at Oakcrest. And you are going to not put napkins in the napkin holder, but three books, coincidentally, all written by you, all New York Times bestsellers, all autographed by you, yes. I assume? I shall autograph them before we send them off to you. Excellent. So by the time the folks at home are listening to this, we will have posted an auction over on eBay. And I will, when I share this video that you're probably watching right now, indicate something in the post above it where people can click and bid on this one-of-a-kind wooden, what kind of wood is it, Mom? I think it's called Sapel, S-A-P-E-L-E, -E, or Sapelli. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Hold it's it up for me again so I can see it. Folks, what you're looking at is a one-of-a-kind. Stay there, Mom. Stay there. You're being a model now. Oh, oh that's right. You need to go right. full of White for me. I need to practice this. There you go. Folks, what you're looking at right now is a one-of-a-kind napkin holder made of Sapel or Sapelli wood. The craftsman in question is the one and only John Rowe. My dad, my mother's husband, he uh, labored over this down in the wood shop where they live extensively. Uh, it's being modeled right now, as you can see, by a very, very, very proud wife. To get this one-of-a-kind napkin holder, 
that will come with not one, not two, but three autographed books by Peggy Rowe. Show them the books, Mom. Show them the books. This is a hard job. We're talking about her first bestseller, About My Mother, her second bestseller, About Your Father, try and keep up, and of course, her third bestseller, Vacuuming in the Nude. I see why Vanna makes so much money now. (laughs) (laughs) It is a, a cosmic coincidence, friends, that these three books fit perfectly into this napkin holder made of sapel or sapelli wood. And if you bid on it, and I hope you will, and if you have the high bid, we will ship these to you with our love and affection. 100% of the money that we raise from this will go into our Work Ethic Scholarship Program, which we will be launching again in March. We'll be giving away over a million dollars in Work Ethic Scholarships once again, because that's just the kind of people we are. So, Mike, can I say something in true transparency? Yes, That please. particular napkin holder looks like it might be oak. But Dad has a nice piece of sapel wood still in the wood shop, and he's going mm-hmm. to make another napkin holder with these exact dimensions out of that mm. sapel wood. In fact, yesterday he brought a treat up for me. Look, he made this beautiful little pencil holder. Isn't this nice? I love Fantastic. it. And it has a nice broad base so it doesn't turn over mm-hmm. like this first one that he made. It turns oh, over every time. Base, that's no yeah. good. You, yeah, live that's in, you live and learn. And this is a little oddly shaped. You know, it is. I, I think it's fair to but say this. that pretty soon everything in your apartment will be made of wood. I think and, it's pretty safe to hands. say pretty soon there will not be room for me in my apartment. <laughs> right. And this, he made this too. Isn't this pretty? That's very nice. Like I think it's pretty safe trail. to say that pretty soon we're all going to have nice broad bases. <laughs> <laughs> And guess what's for Christmas next year? Can't imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look, that's terrific, Mom. Um, Anything else you want to share with the gang? It's been a half hour. No, we're in a hurry. You know, Dad's play opens tonight. Uh, The Winter Follies here at the home are tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday. And your father... I'll take pictures, of course. Your father is playing George Washington. Wow. Is that him in that photo? No. No, oh. this came with the costume. <laughs> this is his uniform. George wow. Washington. Some actor modeling the George Washington uniform, correct? Obviously, your father <laughs> is not the man George Washington was because it took quite a bit of alteration to get it down to his oh. size. But, oh, but from what I've read... They each were dealing with teeth that were less than satisfying. (laughs) I wonder if George ever left his in a restaurant. I don't know. But anyway, the Follies will be cute. There are dozens of residents in it. There's lots of music. The only thing is Dad tends to lapse into a, um, a German accent every once in a while. And I say, John, George wasn't really German. He says, oh, I know, I know. So we'll see what happens tonight. Maybe he's doing like a Hessian thing. You know, the (laughs) Hessians were a big part of winning the American Revolution, and Dad taught American history. I know he's familiar with the Hessians, so I wonder if the reptilian part of his brain is channeling a Hessian. I'm pretty sure the Hessians fought on the other side, Mike. (laughs) Well, I I just said they were an important part of the Revolution. (laughs) 
I didn't say they were our friends. Okay. Wait, are you sure? Who the Hessians yeah. fight for? The English. And we got the French involved. Google it. Oh, John. No, no, no. Don't do that. No, I'm not. He's in the shower. <laughs> no. He's we- with, his, with his teeth, his, his ear, his hearing aids. Without his ears and his teeth. Oh, my God. So anyway. You know, we really did span the... Uh, we went from coyotes to eyes to noses to teeth to a pellet in Chuck's ass all the way back around to a fundraiser for Microworks and now a little bit of history vis-a-vis the Hesh. This is an action-packed half hour. And George Washington, this is a fundraiser too because every Sunday we have um, concerts here and you have to pay the performers. So this is a fundraiser for our concert series. So it will be well attended. That's terrific. I didn't realize that. So there's a concert series that goes on year-round at Oakcrest, and this is one of the things they do to raise money for that, and somehow Dad has agreed to dress up like George Washington. Does he have lines? Oh, yes, he does. And he is prone to ad-lib, but I told him he really shouldn't (laughs) ad-lib. I am the father of the country. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. By the way, the Hessians fought for the British. Yes, I was correct about that. 30,000 German troops. Sorry. In this, you know, every now and then, blind squirrel finds a nut. What can I say? I'm just trying to give you a little something to cling on to. (laughs) I'm just telling you, Chuck, look out for the coyotes, hon. (laughs) They're everywhere. Mr. Blind Squirrel. Mm, Yeah. Fair. I'll jump over the fence along with my fans. Well, this is fun because Dad never played George Washington, but he did play... Thompson in 1776, where oh, he read right. the dispatches of George Washington. Yes. And the costumes are very similar. And he has a white wig, which he wore to bed the other night. He didn't leave it on very long, but really. I mean, what turns you know, on more than a wig, right? A white wig. I, well, just, <laughs> just let me process it for a minute. Yeah, He's you come out of the shower. <laughs> We don't know where the teeth are. We're not sure about the hearing aids. You can only see out of one eye. You got glasses with only one lens. He's wearing a powdered wig. You're both naked as the day you were born. You're really taking the activity level over there at Oakcrest to a a whole new level. Wow. Are you dressed? Are you dressed? What in your shirt? Hey. Mr. Clean. Put some pants on. Do we have pants on? Yes, he's got pants on. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Of course. How are you, Dad? Tuck him in. (laughs) Tuck him in. Good. Do what you're doing. Hey, good luck tonight. I hear it's the uh, opening night of the Follies. Break a leg, John. Do you have your hearing aids in? No. Oh, he doesn't have his hearing aids in. I'll tell him. I'll tell him to break a leg. (laughs) Very good. All right, we got to go, but I love you, Mom, and thank you for signing those books. And, Dad, thank you for making that napkin holder. We're going to auction that thing off for big money for microworks. I can't hear you. Okay. I'll tell you, Mom. I don't even know what that is. I'll tell you. Yes, sometimes I can't distinguish if it's a German or a... No, 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 no. Could be anything. Fortunately, you know, he's supposed to sing tonight. Dad doesn't sing. He has a really good voice and no ear. He hears no pitch. He has no sense of pitch at all. I know. I know. Will he be singing Edelweiss? 
Yeah, it goes like this. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, <laughs> every morning you greet me, soft and white, clean and bright, you look happy to see me. <laughs> that's how he's saying, that's my earliest memory of dad singing happy birthday to me. I was like eight or nine. And I remember what he's singing, and Dad was just like, "Happy birthday to you! <laughs> Happy birthday to you!" Interesting. Well, yeah. anyway, it's a big night. I'll take pictures. You take pictures, and the next time we uh, circle back with one of these things, we'll share those photos and um, celebrate what I hope will be uh, quite a haul for the uh, napkin made of the napkin holder made of sapel. Yes. Or okay. Absolutely, honey. All right. All right, this was fun. Yeah, and I'll keep you posted on uh, the whole pellet and Chuck's ass and how all that works no, out. No, well, don't bother. She doesn't want to know about it, Mike. You yeah, but you know what? up on that. <laughs> I guarantee you, in the comments below, you're going to be fielding questions about this procedure. Oh, People dear. are going to want to know. Anyway. Okey-dokes. Don't hang up, Mom. We got to upload this. As for all the rest of you, thanks for listening. And uh, bid big on the one-of-a-kind napkin holder. It's for a good cause. Thanks, everybody. And watch out for coyotes. They're real, they're everywhere, and they're annoying. A cup of coffee with my mom. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.